I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered, a podcast dedicated to all things younger. So in this episode, we'll be recapping Younger's third season and exploring some of the themes of the show that we can all relate to, like messy relationships, love, friendship, betrayal, and so much more. Please welcome my super special guest today, show writers Allison Brown and Grant Sloss. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you. So, okay, our job right now is to basically recap season three. But I want to get even deeper, too. And you guys, you guys, the writers, have the inside scoop on everything that happens in every single episode, every single season. I love that you think that. Yeah. Do we know? Do you not? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you are our torturers. So thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very much. How long have you both been uh, writing for the show? Since the beginning? Yeah. Since the beginning. I started as the writer's assistant and... Uh, Allison has been a writer from the very beginning. Yeah. Wow. And how much have things changed from season one to now, let's say season three, because that's where we are today. Like from a writer's perspective. Huh. How how did it change? I mean, we've shuffled in a few guest writers here and there. (laughs) Yeah, we have. Um, Darren, I think our showrunner, Darren Starr, likes to uh, mix it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. like change the energy in the room, and that often leads to. And plus, and new get, people have new stories. And yeah, get people's personal stories. Like sometimes we'll get people who have actually written books, <laughs> published books, and they come in and tell us their story. And so it gives you insight. It gives us insight into the into yeah publishing the... industry. We do have a we an have a editor. spy whose name we can't say. Yeah, who <gasps> um, gives us a lot of good yeah intel. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does feel very. In the know when it comes to publishing world. Like, oh, for I sure. Like yeah. now I work in publishing. Yeah, he tells us, he's like, you can't say that. That word is wrong, you know. <sighs> like we'll come up with some harebrained yeah. thing and then we'll be like, okay, how would this really work? And then he'll give us a version and we'll say that's boring and we'll meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too real yeah. and I'm going to make it more fun. Cause, right. Yeah, because turns out the machinations inside the publishing world aren't. Yeah. Crazy exciting. So dramatic. But they're, yeah. yeah. But they're exciting yeah. enough. They're a little mm-hmm. more buttoned up. Yeah. Um, and you also said, both of you said, that you tell your own stories in the script. So we're going to get to that in just okay. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 I want to mm-hmm. know, like, what themes you guys have related to in your own personal lives. You want to go there with me? Okay. I'll share if you share. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah, we yeah. have a choice, Brown. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start off at the very beginning of season three. Uh, season two, we see Charles kiss Liza at the department store. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, there we go. That's, that's the love triangle. We've yeah. begun. Yeah. And then we see Josh in the stoop saying, I'm all in. And mm-hmm. it's all like, oh, shoot. Yeah. So we start season three with Liza kind of buying herself time, I would say, with yeah. Josh. Do you yes. agree? Yeah. In yeah. order to really process how she feels about Charles. Yes. Okay. And she does so with this idea of the marshmallow experiment, Mm -hmm. which we have to talk about this. So on my radio show, just like the other day, I brought up the marshmallow experiment because all I do is watch Younger. (laughs) And... The two young co-hosts of mine were like, yeah, the marshmallow experiment. And I thought they're going to have a very Josh-like reaction, like, mm-hmm. you know, chubby bunny. And yeah. they were like, no, it's like uh, when you basically, uh, what's the word? Uh, prolonged- delay gratification. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Delay gratification. So what's the deal with this study? How do you guys know about it? Is this like common knowledge? I think yeah. young people know it because they were probably the children that were subjected to it. Really? Like 10, 15 years ago. It's not It's not. I feel like I saw it known. on a 2020. Well, it does Beg the question, can a relationship really work when you and your partner don't have the same version of the future? You know, because the marshmallow experiment, and then also we we moved on to this idea of Josh wanting to have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the whole kids with uh, Liza thing. And Liza, I mean, would you say it's safe to say Liza does not want kids anymore? I think so, personally. I, yeah, she, I, don't, I, I don't think she does. I think she's done that, and mm-hmm. she loves it. She's done. It. The shop is closed. She's got yeah. an old kid. 
She, yeah. Oh, that's actually true. She's you like, know? what, 18, 19? Thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Josh, I mean, okay, so how badly does Josh want kids, do you think, from the writer's room perspective? In, in season three. Yes. Ooh, you just gave me something, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take it back. Yeah, I'm an yeah. investigator um, well, <laughs> over I mean, here. No, I, th- I think Josh was, it was what, 25, 26 yeah. in, in season three. I don't think he's really thought seriously about it until he's confronted with it. With with it maybe not being a choice. Yes. It's like we always want what we can't have. Right. Yes, right. and he's so in love with Liza. He's like, wouldn't it be great if we had kids? You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like it's in that episode. He's like, our kids would be so awesome. Yeah. He's not fully really thinking about it. And then they have it. a pregnancy scare. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And yep. then uh, Maggie wears a new ring as a hair tie, which is disgusting. She yeah, does. that really happened to one of our writers. It did. No! That, not, yeah, not, not, not that it was a hair, hair tie, tie. <laughs> but she realized it had fallen out. Yeah. And like a panic ensued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so they like they were like on their hands and knees searching <laughs> the yeah. carpets for yeah. Oh, those and new other rings, things. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And other things. What well, other things? Well, I mean, <laughs> where one would go Fill to find a ring, I yeah. guess. Oh, God, where? <laughs> I need to know all the details. I think, I think they found it on a bath mat. Yeah. I think. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Better than, like, the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so uh, we're at a point now, though, I feel like in season three where – the fun that Liza's having with Josh comes becomes very serious, okay? Because yep. now his life is going to be directly affected, potentially, by them staying together. So now she's thinking mm-hmm. more about Josh, necessarily, mm-hmm. the fun that they're having. So what are your thoughts on relationships when partners don't want the same thing? Can they work out or can they not work out? Can you come to a compromise? I think no, personally. I, yeah, I think you're – I mean, you're, I mean it, it depends on how far <laughs> apart your versions of, of your futures are, right? Like, right. Yeah. In in this case, a baby is a pretty a baby and not a yeah, baby is or two one. very different endpoints. Yeah, is and there is there compromise on that? Because my girlfriend and I are kind of kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not 100 percent no baby, but I'm not like yeah babies. Right. You know. Right. But she's like yeah babies. Uh, okay. Well, that's better than one being like no, no. I don't see that for yeah. myself ever. Have you ever had a no baby situation? Yeah, yeah, I have a no baby situation. Tell me about it. Well, I'm more. I was more open, and my girlfriend was like nah. I don't see it. Really? And so I was like... How did she win? Well, I was like, I'd rather not um, push someone into wanting to have a Wow. You need to talk to my girlfriend. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that seems way worse than... Yeah. What I said, because I talk about this on my radio show a lot, is I said that... My girlfriend wants babies more than I don't want babies. And so that's how I justify it in my mind. And then I also said that I want to be an 80-20 parent, so I'm the parent... 20% 20% of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And I also want that. Yes. And she wants 0%. So I was she like, wants it wouldn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> 20, you, you're 20 just, zero. Uh, yeah, 20 zero is good for the kids. You're just Social a single services. mom with a girlfriend at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant? Uh, if you had a baby right here, I would take it Grant right Grant loves babies. Yeah. I love babies. For like five minutes, though. No, mm. I love them. Forever? I have, yeah. Forever. I have, two, I have two nieces and I have two nephews and I'm obsessed with them. So I yeah so I will gladly a no, have so a baby. no baby scenario for you would be a deal breaker. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I always wonder though, how can you love something that's not born more than you love the person you're in love with? I don't know. I don't get that. I don't think you do get it until you actually have it in your hands, and then that's it. So what do we think about? So let's say Josh is 100 percent in for babies and Liza's no. So then, from just a, a human perspective, what do we think they should do? I mean, up. break up, break up, and I think, and I think that's that's sort of what's in Liza's head yeah. when, at the end of this relationship, is like I can't 
take away that option for him. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he might say, like, no, it's not a big deal, but he's... But she doesn't believe him. No. And then he might resent her down the road. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, Um. also in the season, a huge arc is uh, Bryce, the millionaire billionaire yeah, comes yeah. in. Bryce. Um, and this does really speak to this idea of the generation gap. Like, this is when we see, like, the team really split. It's like the young girls get invited out. Uh-huh. And, well, Liza... Young girl, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> invited yeah. out, and like the old folks have to go home mm-hmm. uptown together. Um, how does this generational gap play in the writers' room? Eek. <laughs> well, we're in the middle. We're, we're right in the middle. We're of in the it. middle. Yeah. So, can I ask the age range of from twenties to, youngest to... mid twenties to yeah. however old? Uh, yeah, the Zicklins and Darren are. Uh, okay. You can ask them. Ageless. Yeah, yeah. They're ageless. They're ageless. They're, They're ageless. timeless. Yes. They are. <laughs> my, my age is timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's how old I am. Um, so what's the generational gap like? I mean, do you feel like you almost sometimes speak different languages? Sometimes. There are sometimes. Yeah, especially yeah. with um, with the younger girls when they're when they're telling stories about um, just going be, out being, or, yeah. being in their 20s in New York. And you'll you look at the other, other end of the table where the older section of writers are and they're like what are your lives yeah yeah. it's it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. completely beyond them Mm -hmm. um can i ask the most shocking thing or the most unrelatable thing we could not say the most shocking thing i (laughs) 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 I really don't think so um Um, oh well i think this wasn't season three so that uh, you're you're no you go Uh, go. no uh in season three when when um Liza's friend Michelle walks in in that truffle butter sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. That actually happened in the room. One of the girls wore a shirt that said truffle butter. Mm -hmm. And then we had to explain to the older writers what truffle truffle butter was. How did you explain it? (laughs) The one who wore the shirt explained it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're going to bring that that billboard in, you tell that. Yeah. She gave, like, a full. Now, did she wear it to be uh, provocative, antagonistic, or just because she loves her shirt? Loved it. She just loved the shirt. Loved the shirt. She thought it was cute. It was internet culture. It was Famous mm-hmm. for five minutes, and and yeah. then we used it. I loved it. I love how how much percentage-wise of your lives make it into the script. Oh, gosh. Mm. Uh, ours personally? Yours and all the rest of the writers. Just, I don't know, percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, I mean, it's tough. It's not like a ton of stuff, but the no. stuff that makes it in is is very specific. It's always very specific. Like like um, the dick-breaking episode. Oh, that happened. That happened. It did. Oh, no. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... The diva cup that got stuck cup, in yeah. season one. Oh happened. god, that's yeah. like my nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my nightmare now, and I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Uh, no one had been crushed by a beam. No one. No, had that, that was, that's, yeah, that was that's great yeah. news. That's, that's news, great right? news. That's great news. But a lot of the things that seem kind of bizarre, like mm-hmm. really, did actually happen. To so someone. like all the the wackiest things we see that kind of seem like out of left field. It's like that yes, happened to somebody. That yeah. happened to someone, and that's why it's in the show. Nice tidbit. To our knowledge, no one on the staff violated a sheep, though. Oh, yeah, please, just, God. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but that came out of Alice's that. that <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I was really bored one summer. <laughs> I did grow up in a rural community. Yeah. Uh, no, that came out of that book, A Shepherd's Life, right? Where someone, it was a reimagining it, of yes, that Yes, it book. was a reimagining. <laughs> that was one of the more disturbing scenes. I know, I know. But I'm so glad we did it because it was, people did not expect it. No. I did not. No. I, and I, I'm still shocked every time I rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also uh, were introduced to the storyline of Rada and her role in Charles' life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about Rada. Why was she so short-lived? Oh, short-lived. Because we were actually talking before this conversation yeah. saying, you know, she could have really done a little bit more torture to Liza, maybe f- to Charles' benefit. Yes, she could have. I feel like she was like a little bit of an instigator for both of them to like 
decide like what their feelings were for one another. Yes. That she served her purpose. And then, you know, we brought Pauline in. Oh, yeah. and then we brought Pauline in. Which you'll hear yeah. on the next podcast, not this yeah, one. Yeah, not this yes. one. But, but yeah, Rada, when she, that, that moment where uh, Liza's in the hospital yeah. and Charles says, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Would you have broken up with Charles if you were Rada? If I had seen all of their interactions before that and then he chose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or not, I mean, given him the ultimatum, like you can, you can go do that. It's wildly inappropriate and I'll break up with you, but you can do yeah. it. I think it was in her character too. She seemed like... The yeah. person who would do that. But I also, yeah, I also, the reason she wasn't, I think, longer lived is that we don't love seeing women be mean to each other no. on this show. No, and I think we don't. that's all that would have served. You know yeah, it would have I mean? so been a little true. too arch, arch. and villainy. Yeah. yeah. A love triangle between two guys and a girl is kind of like, it's like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, right? Mm-hmm. It, they're like, it's like all the guys become buds, even though they're fighting for the same girl. Uh-huh. And all the girls oh, yeah, are ripping yeah. their weave out. Yes. Exactly. Ugh, so it's yeah. kind of a different type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So or, love triangle between yeah. women is like, it can get ugly. Hair right, belly, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so this season introduced us to the idea of the bad pancake, which mm-hmm. we have to talk about. I, the first time I ever heard that theory was on the show. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What'd you, what, so where did, who did that come from? I don't know. Who did that come from? It was Jesse's episode, but I don't know who specifically said, mm-hmm. like, it's, this is it. But it was another thing where somebody brought it up and, like, three or four other people yeah. were like, oh, yeah, the That's first person after a breakup is going to be a, a disaster. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're, like, just as the first pancake you cook, you're going to burn and it's going to be disgusting mm-hmm. and inedible. Yeah. So, like, do it, throw it out, and then yeah. you can go Continue make your good on. pancake. Do yeah. we really believe this is a thing? Because I'm with my bad pancake for three years. <laughs> and Josh is her bad pancake. Liza's oh, bad true. pancake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm rooting for them more than ever. I know. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But yeah, but it... I, I don't know. Do, you, do, do we think that you can, that the bad pancake theory doesn't necessarily have to apply? Doesn't have to apply. <laughs> but for no. but so many people, I think, like, after a breakup, get out there too early and find something that they're going to screw up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, either because they're in the bad headspace or it's just too early or whatever. Um, and so, I don't know. Yeah. Or want to screw something or up. Or want to screw something up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, so, no. For, in certain cases... I hope it's not true. I know. Me too. For very selfish <laughs> and biased reasons. But we wanted to do that tram slam story, so it really worked out. Yes. That. Yeah. Okay, so that was, do you think that that was one of the more risque sex scenes? I do. It, I do. I for really me. do. And I, I keep rewatching it, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know oh, why yeah? I think it's so, I keep rewatching <laughs> yeah. it. I don't know why I think it is so risque, because I, I, like, in my mind, is, and then I watch it, I'm like, it's really, it's like, Two seconds, and it's. I, I mean, know, they're, they're, I mean, they're not like she's wearing a dress still. She's totally. fully clothed, right? But there's something about it. She's so naughty. It's, it's in public. In public, except for yeah. And there was. It's a mostly empty tram, but I think there was a conductor uh, on board. There, I mean, Don't think was. about that too much. Yeah. <laughs> Wait in the. In the actual tram. Yeah. Somebody's running. Someone's that running that the tram. Front of the, yeah. So they were. <laughs> <laughs> and only two of them in there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice little peep show. Yeah. Wait, now. So you said all wacky storylines or things come from real that, life. Did that come from real life? That I don't think came. I don't know. I, the, the, the real part of that story just came that everybody was terrified of Roosevelt Island. Oh, my God, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm like, do people know what Roosevelt Island is? Can we talk about it for a second? lived in New York? Yeah. L- let's talk about it because I actually have some friends that live there. And you I've, do? Really? I know you're like, oh, my God, are they okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've not, never visited them, but they're like, it's an amazing apartment. And we have all these things. I'm like, because yeah, no one sure, wants to live sure. there. Yeah. I love the detail where it's like, oh, we have a great restaurant that signs, that, that sells, what is it, Mexican and, and Japanese food. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Uh-oh. Keep it. You know that. <laughs> we might we had Starbucks. To, yeah, we had to film on Roosevelt Island for the um, episode eight, the um, where she ends up in the hospital. Oh, yeah. 
And the hospital was on Roosevelt Island. How did you guys make it out alive? It was terrifying. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that we did. It was so scary. It was an abandoned wing of the hospital, But too, there right? were like, still people living there. Yeah, it was... Living there. Not being treated, <laughs> living there. By choice, yeah. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was really sketchy. Yeah, and you had just been like two full days Yeah, there. I did. And In a hospital. Scary oh hospital. God, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, let's talk about doppelbangers. Which is essentially yeah. just a really cute term for you having a type. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So why does Kelsey have such a type? I mean, that may be partly the fault of us in casting. Yeah. Because um, the guys we kept casting for her... Looked like kept that. Kept looking alike. Yeah. <laughs> very hot. Yeah. Very yes. hot, very blonde. Yep. Yeah, with a little scruff. All bail. American. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the hospital. So when Liza's in the hospital, we yeah. kind of see all the loves of her life, right? All the men in her life, even yes. her ex-husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was a scene between Liza and Charles with the piggies, tucking the, the piggies. piggies. Yeah. And it resonated with the audience. That's good. So, so much. Is that you? I say piggies. Oh, yeah. so cute. <laughs> she does say piggies a lot. Yeah. So why was that? How did you write that moment? How was it so significant? Because it really translated to the audience. Oh, that's myself. cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was I a major was, moment. Oh, my God. I just thought it was like a cute thing to say you know and he's kind of like this big um, intimidating guy and for him to have that little moment with her I thought would be real but it was just a funny thing that I say at home so yeah she does say it <laughs> Wait, a lot you, tell me how you like in what context you say it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know she, I've, she's legit said your piggy's out yeah like if somebody's toes yeah. creeping out of their shoe mm-hmm. or something <laughs> yeah it's, Liza on Liza on pain pills is Allison Brown. Uh, uh, like <laughs> always. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, let's talk about Diana and Richard. Please, mm-hmm. please. I just love this storyline. It's just so good. That story, just like the like initially, he's taken advantage of her, and it just. We yes. just kept seeing how far we could push Oh, he's it. another one, though, that it wasn't supposed to be that long. No. Oh, no and kidding. And we all really liked Mather. We're like, oh, we like this. Yeah, he's he's funny. not They're creepy. Because it was originally written. That was, I remember that pitch. And that was um, uh, one of Darren's friends that he brought in to oh, consult. Right. Yeah. And she had this insane story about a creepy guy. Okay. Like this old creepy man who said something to her in a subway. Like, can I do you want to come home with me? And she's like, no. He's like, can I come home with you? Because I don't have anywhere to go. Well, yeah, he was, they were on a, no, they were on a Tinder date. That's right. And at the end of it, he wouldn't let her leave. Yes. And he finally admitted that, uh, like, he lost his apartment. Uh, he was, I think, living in Connecticut. Yes. And had come into town for the date and sort of just wanted to Stay Crash. with her to not have to go back to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Squatting. Which yes. is wild. Tinder squatting. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought it was going to be a story about like a creepy guy propositioning Diana. And then it turned out to be like, oh, well, it doesn't. It's not that bad. Yeah. We kept, we, yeah we, kept, we kept pushing it and saying like, should she break up with him? No, mm-hmm. they're, so, they're cute together. Let's, do, mm-hmm. let's keep going a little bit further until we got to the point where we were like, no, she's just a doormat now. We yeah. have to end this. Yeah. yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the sun. And then he wanted yeah. to move to the yeah, upper, yeah. what, upper east side? Was that where he wanted to move her? I think so. I think it was Upper East, yeah. 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 She could smell it. Yes. She was not into it. And actually, I loved her. I felt like she had a very triumphant breakup moment. It was very empowering the way she broke up with Richard. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to give her. Because she had, like, put up with so much. And we, when we finally gave her a last straw, this is all in season four, by the way, so we're terribly sorry. We're going mm. off track. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we, we we wrote her a scene where she finally got to, like, say enough is enough. And it was still and it was still sad for her, but she needed to do it. Because we couldn't, at a certain point, we were like, Diana is not this pathetic. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
She'd rather be alone yes. than in a relationship like that. Yeah. Okay, and now we are at the Hamptons, guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That was a really fun. So tell me it's about fun just to be there. Tell me about like they're shooting everything. Darren has a house out there, and so he like would take us around. So every night we went out to eat. Oh, come it was on, the best. That is yeah, so that was really fun. Much fun. And we, it was so and much fun. Hillary, le- Hillary left her artisanal salt at a restaurant, so we had to go back and get it one night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we went out, and like the girls was also filming out there at the time. Come so, on. Yeah, we ended up like oh, that's a great at one of their we ended rap up parties. At a crew rap party yeah. for girls at this creepy hotel called the at a Memory Inn? Memory Motel. Ooh. There was like <laughs> we walked in, and there was half a sheet cake on a pool table, mm-hmm. and just like a bunch of cameramen and grips. Uh, drinking yeah. whiskey, and we were like, "Yep, we're home. We're here. <laughs> we're doing this. Let's do this." Um. So, okay, how, how was it to write this scene where Charles and Liza kiss and Josh witnesses it? It was great. It was. Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> no, I mean it was so. Um. Uh. It was a lot. I felt horrible, and also like. Yeah. The way um, it was revealed, because it was kind of like, how do we reveal this? You know what I mean? The director was like, how do I show this? And he, I felt like he ended up doing it in such a cool way. Yeah. Like where you see Josh in the hallway and you racked it. It was, he did it. Yeah. Andy Fleming, he did such a good job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we walk into the room. And, and then you walk into the room and we see that. Oh, Ugh. my God. It I was heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. It, yeah, it was pretty brutal. I think probably, do you think that that's the most emotional scene of the entire series? Hmm. I don't know. I thought that, I thought Nico, when he tells Liza that she's, you know, lies to everyone and hurts everyone around her in the next episode was really that was tough tough yeah and then this is so this is the final right episode f- that was the final the fin- yeah. yeah the next yeah. Yeah. The, the next, next one, one was the finale so mm-hmm. after seeing three. after seeing that yeah after kiss when she confronts him again yeah when he says like you're a liar you're a, liar. And you're a cheater and I don't want you in my life anymore mm-hmm. that Just, was hard for the actors was, to shoot like they were was. they they get really upset when they have to shoot fights with yeah. each other specifically Sutton and Nico mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah. Yeah, they are. They're like in very down moods those days on set. Really? Yeah, yeah they are. And Sutton and Hillary when they have. Yeah, to they don't like it either. Be mean to each other. So. Also, do you remember during the rehearsal of that? Scene? Yes. Oh my <laughs> god, it's this really emotional, emotional scene. And even in rehearsal, they were like going for it. But uh, on rehearsals, it's a pretty empty set, except right. there was one crew member who was three feet away. just Maybe pour- closer, maybe one foot One away. foot. Pouring a bag of chips into his mouth. <laughs> just chomping. <laughs> <laughs> we were all horrified, but also couldn't say anything. Yeah. And, and, Nico and Nico and Sutton just, like, stayed in the moment. And yeah. Kept, I don't know how they did it. Kept, yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So in the final, final moment of season three, okay, yeah. So after she sees Josh lies, is very upset, and she just wants to, I mean, she just has to bear her soul, right? Because he said, you're a liar, you're a cheater, and she's like, she's a good person, right? Yeah. I mean, she is. She is a good person. How do you guys make her so likable, though, when when she's doing these bad things? Sutton's really likable. We, we, we lean on that yeah, a lot. Yeah, we do. Sutton Foster is very, very charming and likable. Yeah. She's, it's hard to be mad at her. She's um, like a sweet puppy. Yeah, I feel like that comes through. You know what I mean? Like anyone else could play Liza, and you'd be like, "I hate her." Right? Like that's that's just a sociopath. Yeah. Um, I will say that that scene originally um, was supposed to be uh, the the Josh Liza uh, confrontation. Kelsey was going to overhear it 
Mm-hmm. And that's how she was going to find out. Oh, wow. And I, so I think as we were approaching it, and I think, Allison, you were the one that brought yeah. it up. and was like, this is monstrous. Uh, <laughs> and said that Liza should actually confess to Kelsey because she means so much to her. Um, yeah, and Liza and, would realize in that moment, like, Josh is right. I do. I can't keep hurting people. Yeah. And that propels her to go to Kelsey. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, because I, I, I do think if she had, if Kelsey had overheard it, I think it. That may have been the, like, yeah. how do you, how would she forgive her? Yeah, right. <sighs> right, and also she was just caught, or, I mean, Liza was just caught by Josh. It's like she gets caught, caught. Caught, it's caught, yeah. right. Tough. Yeah. Her, double caught. Yeah. Double caught. Not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so she confesses the truth, mm-hmm. and that's where we end. Yeah. Season three. Yeah. We don't even know what Kelsey's reaction is at the end of season three. I know. Nice work. That was a, <laughs> that was a real cliffhanger. <laughs> it was. <laughs> do you think telling, or do you think telling a secret because I feel like when you have a secret, the burden is on you. Yeah. And the second you tell someone, no matter who it is, you put the burden on them. So yes. is it kind of selfish for Liza to even tell the secret? Hmm. That's a hmm. good point. She does say that to someone, doesn't she? About she's, like she Maggie says, says it. She, she has said yeah, it about Kelsey Maggie. that she didn't want yes, her to have right. to lie to people. Yeah. At work. Um, I don't know if that was the entire. That wasn't the entire reason, obviously, but um, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. That's you'll buy that, right? Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, yeah, I do think in, in most instances, like, unburdening yourself is a selfish act. But It in, does burden it, others sometimes. But in this case, like, you know, for a friend like Kelsey or, like, a boyfriend like Josh, like, telling them, you, it's just giving them the whole story to decide whether they want to be in mm-hmm. your life anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's, that part of it is yeah. magnanimous, if you can call it that. Uh, also, why doesn't Josh have a last name? <laughs> <laughs> Who says he doesn't? What he must. <laughs> he must have Listen, one. He has one. Yeah. He definitely has one. It just hasn't cleared our legal department yet. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's gone for so long without him having a last name that now it's like. Can it be like Rockefeller? Thing. <laughs> yeah, right? We, and then we're like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And Liza just doesn't ever think about it. Yeah. yeah. It has oh. gone on for this long. And so now whenever we ask Darren, he's like, it's not important. <laughs> like, we made it five seasons without it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I feel like it should be a big reveal. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. That Thank was you. so Thank much you. fun. Uh, thanks for joining us on this journey back through Younger Season 3 and a little Season 4, sorry. We yeah. can't help ourselves. I know. Oh, man, I want to um, talk about five, but... We're doing a podcast for every season, so make sure to binge them all before Season 5 starts on June 5th. Allison Brown and Grant Sloss, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I can't wait to see what you come up with for the new season. Thank you. Thank Are we going to be, like, just totally blown away? Season, I hope so. Season five is a lot. It's a lot. There's a, season five brings you a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of laughter and tears. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. laughter. I hope you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, through your when tears. You're Comedy to. is very subjective. <laughs> uh, next time we're going to revisit season four, which will get us all caught up and readier than ever for what's coming in season five. I'm your host Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. 